0: Okay. Hey guys, I I, uh, I appreciate uh, you guys jumping on and, and being here. Um, always appreciate these opportunities. And just so you know, right up front, I'm I'm a pretty transparent guy. Um, I get nothing from the franchise for doing these. Uh, I just it's it's a brand I believe in. That's why I'm I'm uh, willing to jump on and, and spend my hour doing these. Um, I guess just a little bit of background about my myself. Uh, I am. I started this business in 2018. Uh, I was the first one to the Alabama market, um, and so I, I own all of Birmingham. Um, and uh, in my previous life, I was a I was a federal agent for the government. I was an agent for the Secret Service, and uh, just kind of got tired of, of the lifestyle of, of moving around and being away from family and things like that. So um, I was looking for something to do that that could be my own. I knew I didn't want to go back to corporate America because that's where I joined, uh, the secret service out of. And, uh, and so that's kind of how I found my way here. Um, and so I've been in business since about, uh, let's see, I bought it in late 2017, went through training in January of 2018, opened our doors in late March, early April of 2018. And we've been, um, Really, kind of humming along since then. Um, it it does take time. It is a lot of hard work, um, but we're now kind of starting to see the the fruits of our labor a little bit here now that we're in this uh, in this you know third year that we're in. So um, so it's been a good ride for us. We are currently averaging. Uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of 250 to 300 jobs a year. Um, We are running, uh, let's see, this should be our first year to hit the million-dollar mark. Um, As far as our work goes, we've had a pretty good run at things here. Uh, I think our first year, I don't have everything up in front of me, but I think our first year we ran, I think in that, 450 range. from That was just from April through December of that year. Uh, The next year was 600 and something. And then last year, I think, was early or the uh, low 800s, like 820 or something like that. And so this year it looks like we're probably going to land somewhere in that 1-1 to 1-2 range is where I think we're going to end up. Um, The only services we provide right now are water mold fire and smoke uh most of that work is coming through water um we also have just started doing some pack outs and contents and, and things The
1: Prince like Games. what's that The prince games is on the call oh
0: okay uh, sorry i'm trying you. to get to my computer okay um, so with all that said, I mean, I'll, I'll, honestly, I'll just open it up. I'm a pretty transparent guy, so I'll open it up and, uh, allow you guys to, uh, ask questions as you, as you need. Um, I know there, there can be kind of a tendency to step on each other, uh, when we're all wanting to ask questions. So just kind of, uh, be patient and, uh, and I'll try and get to all of them that I can. So whoever wants to go first, let me know. Okay. Mm-hmm what what area are you in? I'm just
1: uh I just I joined a little late so I I wasn't able to hear you prior to yeah. you mentioning some of your problems. Birmingham. Mm-hmm. And uh, hey, as far as uh territories, uh how many territories are you guys um
0: ranging when you first started? Uh I'm Started with one, I now have two. Okay. Okay, I, I have a
1: question. Um, when you were initially launched, what was your first three months months average
0: sales?
2: Oh, let me
0: see. I don't remember right offhand. It was not great. Um, it's going to be hard. Uh, you know, if you're starting it from the ground up. Um, you're going to have to, you got to get out there and make a name for yourself, and that doesn't happen overnight. Um, okay. And find, let me see if I can find something here. I've got a spreadsheet here with all my numbers on it. Let me see if I can find it.
2: New text message from LJ.
0: Uh, let's see. Okay, so when I first started, um, my first month was, which was April two thousand eighteen, was about eight grand. Uh, the hmm. next month was about five grand, and the third month was about between thirteen and fourteen grand. Eight, five, and then thirteen grand. Yeah. Now it started picking up after that. Um, and really, toward the end of the year, it really picked up, but it's uh, it, it's slow rolling at first. I mean, you got to get out and make a name for yourself. I mean, you're really kind of beating the streets right there at the beginning. Right. And what was your uh, what was your year to date
1: sales your first year?
0: Uh, let's see, that first year. I'm sorry, I think I spoke erroneously when I spoke earlier. I think I said 400 something. It was uh, it was right at 200 and then the next year jumped up uh let me pull it it's so far back there now um so that first year from april through december of that year it looks like it was about uh 200.
1: from april to december
0: uh-huh so
1: for eight months you did about 200k Mm-hmm. sure did
0: Okay, and, and then what was uh, the year two was seven hundred. What year
1: was that? What year was that? Two thousand what? Two thousand eighteen. Two thousand eighteen? Okay. And what was your year to date revenue in two
0: thousand nineteen? Two thousand nineteen was seven hundred.
1: Seven hundred K? Okay. Yep. And that was that was for one um one territory?
0: Yes. Well, I, I use that loosely, though, right, because there was nobody in Alabama at the time. So I was covering all of Birmingham. All I own two territories now, but all I did was I went and bought um, so so no one else could purchase it. I went and bought a territory that I was already working. So it's not. Okay. I
1: don't so when really you say really no, when you say territory. no one else, are you? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. That's all right. Go ahead. But when you say no one else, are you mean like other um, companies in the territory, or just uh,
0: this one? Other just franchises.
1: This one, you can't,
0: yeah, you can't control other companies. Right.
1: So it was just okay. It was just this our our particular company in this
0: yeah uh, just territory. This
1: franchise. Yeah, I just just wanted this to franchise. Hold but it. obviously, it was other franchises. That was my question. That's right. That's right. Okay. And you did seven hundred thousand in two thousand nineteen that's right okay, and what's your number one um uh, uh, revenue producer out of the three out of all of them water by mm-hmm. water mm-hmm. what about um fire
0: what what about it i guess what's your is
1: that a um a, a, a big revenue producer
0: it can be it's not for us
1: Okay, cuz I'm in Florida, so um I I'm, I'm sure it probably is in somewhere like California, but I was thinking maybe in Florida it's not so much the case.
0: Uh, I mean, I wouldn't say that. It's it's all going to be about what you're marketing to. You know, if you, okay. if you've got good connections with with people in that arena, then it can be a really profitable um
2: okay. really profitable.
0: Now there are okay. those jobs take a lot longer. Um, they're going to require a lot more manpower, um, mm-hmm. but uh, but I I don't I wouldn't say it matters where you live. Fires happen everywhere. I mean we're out. My, my guys are out quoting one right now. That's a, a grease fire in in somebody's kitchen. Um, it doesn't have to be a you know a totally destructive thing. It can be you know smoke damage or a small kitchen fire where. Uh, you know the people even still live in the home. I mean, we've done a couple of those.
3: I
1: Now, as far as your first year, like your your first year when you, um, what were what were your what were the best strategies that you used as far as you know getting your name out there? Uh, were you going to? Uh, different, um, municipalities where you, did you already have relationships in
0: construction or what, or did you, you know, nope. what, what worked best for you? No, I had no connections of any kind, um, other than just people I knew in my personal network. I wasn't mm-hmm. uh, like, I wasn't in construction. I wasn't a, I wasn't in the service industry. I was a special agent in the secret service traveling all over the world. So I didn't, um, I, I'm not a Mister Fix It. Uh, as a matter of fact, my wife wouldn't even let me fix things at home, um, so I didn't have any kind of background in this industry. Um, mm-hmm. It really was—I think I said it earlier—getting out and beating the streets. I mean, you're you're you really are kind of going door to door to try and meet with people. You know, you're visiting insurance agencies. You are calling on plumber shops. Uh, you're calling on. Uh, property managers both commercial and residential um it's it takes time i mean you you really got to get out there and, and and hit the streets i mean i spent time at at lowe's and at home depot in the parking lots early early in the morning trying to meet plumbers and hvac companies that were there to pick up their supplies um
2: mm-hmm.
0: i mean there's anything you can think of to get your name out there it all matters. Uh, now, the other side to it is you can throw a lot of money at online marketing, you know, through uh, search engine optimization or pay-per-click. Um, pay-per-click is going to happen a lot quicker than SEO is, but uh, you is can throw a lot of money clip? at that. I'm sorry, what was that? What was it called, pay-per-click? Paper
1: pay-per-click. Pay-per-click. You pay per what click, so when somebody clicks, you get a lead. That's right. Oh, okay. Oh,
0: okay, like Facebook, okay uh, like yeah, only that one but like you're you're yeah. trying to drive people to your website and
4: and when you put that gotcha. ad up
0: there and they click on it, then if they call you, you've got a chance at a lead, but I mean, you're gonna pay for that lead, whether it's a good job or not, so you're gonna spend a lot of money doing it um yeah, and but it, are you doing that now it, oh yeah, well, how much are you spending
1: percentage wise based off of uh e growth uh I, I don't know. I'll have to. I'll have to look and see. Um, All right. Well, what about monthly? What are you spending? Not percentage wise. What, what dollar amount?
0: Uh, let's see. Probably. Right now, I'm spending somewhere between. It looks like it ranges between probably six and eight thousand.
1: Six dollars
0: eight thousand mm-hmm. a month. Okay. Yeah. And what's for well, marketing? Is, what? is that your that I'm sorry, I heard, I heard two people there. Yep. For what? Oh, I'm sorry. To, I'm hearing two people talk, so I can't understand what's, what's been said.
3: Yeah. Hey, Those this is Patrick. Couch. That six to eight is that your total uh, amount mm-hmm. you spend for marketing a month?
0: No, that is that is for uh, just, just pay per click and and SEO. And that's and okay. SEO. It's both. Okay. Yeah, cool. because you're going to have the same company doing both, most likely.
1: Okay, and uh, and those companies they that's just a local company that you found on your own.
0: No, the company I use is based out of Charlotte. Okay, what is their name? What's their name? Yeah, I mean, you're
1: in Alabama. Spot so I'm
0: on, anybody. Spot on solutions. That's who I use. But there's, um, I mean, there's literally thousands of companies that do this stuff.
1: For sure, for sure. Um,
0: now, now, I also, mm-hmm. I also spend money on other online lead generation sources, and it looks like on those, those are separate, and it looks like I spend. Somewhere between about fifteen hundred and thirty five hundred a month almost.
1: Okay, when you say other, what what type of lead like what what exactly? A Facebook ads, uh, No nope. um, there's a company
0: called Thirty Three Mile Radius where every time my phone rings it costs me four hundred dollars. Um and now I can dispute it if it's not a good lead. Um but if I miss the call, I lose that four hundred dollars. Um, so you can't, you like, I can't go back and dispute and say, I'm sorry, I was in the shower. I missed the call. That does not work. Um, Mm -hmm. it's just, it's an online, um, it's just an online lead generation. It's basically the same as pay-per-click, but they're trying to generate good leads for you where pay-per-click is just a shot in the dark. You're paying whether it's a good lead or not. When they click on it, the lead generator, they're trying to get you good leads. That's why it costs so much more. And what is it, it called? Thirty mile radius? Thirty three mile radius is one of the companies nice. I use, yes.
1: And the other one is spot on solutions. Well that was the one you used for your pay per click and SEO. But those are any anyway, right. pretty much. Okay. That's right. Um That's when you first started, did you utilize any of the uh online marketing or it was all you say all of it boots on the ground,
0: right? Uh, when I first started, I wasn't using online marketing as much. I did use the lead generators, um, mm-hmm. like 33 mile radius. Uh, primarily, it was, like I said, beating the streets, me and my business developer. We were out networking and just trying to get our name out there.
1: Gotcha profitability on those first
0: projects
1: uh i know you know you're learning the system you're learning how to you know maximize your labor and stuff but what did you say your profitability was in those first that first year of all the projects that you did it was not it was not there 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 Uh, was no
0: profit for me in that first year at all okay it's Um, just i mean because i spent a lot of money getting this thing up and going um for sure so it it, uh, it 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 just takes time. I mean, you you got to have you got to have enough in there to cover you to to get through. How
1: that. did you pay bills the first year?
0: I'm sorry. What was that? How did you pay your bills the first year? How did I pay my bill? Well, I mean, I did have income coming in.
1: Okay, you had okay. So you paid yourself a salary, but you didn't make a profit.
0: No, I didn't pay myself for about. I didn't pay myself at all that first year from April through uh, December of that year. I did not pay myself.
1: But you made enough to
0: pay your, your regular bills. Yeah, I paid my bills and my employees for sure. Um, and, and I was also utilizing... Were you I, able I had to pay, current. like, your mortgage and stuff like that? W- was I able to pay my mortgage? Yeah. Did you,
1: did you make enough to pay your, your personal bills?
0: No, I didn't pay myself at all that first year. Oh, okay. I, had, yeah, I had savings. I had savings for that.
1: So you need about a year's savings then,
0: that's what you're saying. I uh, I guess that's up to the individual. But I mean I, I had I had built a savings account for myself, I also opened a HELOC before I got into it uh, on my house. Um and we also had credit cards, you know, so I mean we did a lot of that in that those first, you know, first eight to twelve months for sure. Okay. I mean, that's not to say uh, you can't pay yourself. I just didn't.
1: Yeah. So you were one of the main guys work. So you had, were you one of the two individuals
0: that were going to job sites or you were just running the business? Are you active? Oh, or no, are you, I was out. Um, no, I was out doing the work. It was me. I had myself, a, another technician and a business developer. And that was, uh, that was for the first, about five months or six months of the business, that was all there was, was just us three.
1: Right.
0: Okay, so you had yourself, and then you had a business developer. That person never stepped on site? They were just helping run the business? No, the business developer is sales. So, yeah, they were on site at just about every job trying to make the sale, um, I, whether it came from you. online or, or if they weren't doing that, they were out trying to generate new relationships.
1: Got you, and also going to those that you say the boots on the ground doing all the, the stuff to try to get your name out there. Did, yeah, absolutely. Now the tech, now the technician that you had, did they have experience in restoration? They did, uh, and that they they worked for a little, how many years of experience,
0: or did they uh, did they have I don't, before? Like, I don't remember. I don't remember offhand. He's not with me anymore. Well, how did you – would you just put an
1: ad out, or how did you come across that individual?
0: Uh, Yeah, I had an ad out, um, and he called me. Uh, He actually – he applied and then picked up the phone and gave me a phone call um, to express his interest. Um, So, I mean, that, you know, that was impressive to me. Um, And so he and I I actually had a number of people apply. I actually put off opening the business – by about probably three weeks because I was having a number of people apply, but they were nobody that I would ever hire. Um, Just based on looking at their resumes, uh, looking at their social media profiles and things of that nature, I was just like, yeah, no, I'm not. And so I actually put off opening my business by about three weeks until I could find somebody that I wanted. Now, having said that, there are a lot of people that open their business where it's just them in a truck. It's just one man in a truck. Um, I felt like I had enough wiggle room because of my uh, the savings account I'd built up, eh, you know, mm-hmm. from my previous career that uh, right. I chose to hold off opening until I had a little bit of help.
1: Okay. Gotcha. All right, uh, another question: So when you're out there, you know, boots on the ground, how much is this uh, outside of the typical nine to five? Um, including on weekends, where you boots on the ground on Saturday and Sunday, or also what about after five p.m. Uh, I guess
0: – I don't know if you're asking about – are you asking about marketing or are you asking about doing the jobs? Uh, marketing. No, marketing, I mean, is primarily you're going when those people are open.
2: So you're going
0: to – you know, you're hitting those businesses when they're open, which a lot of them are eight to five. Um, and then uh, if they're networking or, market or events at night, like with Chamber of Commerce or B&I or something like that, then you go to those um but uh but overall, most of the marketing was done during business hours uh now we did have and continue to have a number of jobs that happen on the weekends and after hours
2: right
1: so another question I have like um it seems like down here in South Florida um where I live particularly um the the territories are um taken up so. Let's say if I was to get a territory that was, you know, maybe 20, 30 minutes away from my home, how how often do you get, like, after-hour calls, like, you know, after, like, 10 o'clock? Because from my understanding, the first person, usually the first company on the job usually wins that job, so it'll be difficult for me to try to get there in 30 minutes and beat the competition. Is that, like, a high demand after, after like, say, 9, 10 o'clock?
0: No, so I would say typically if you get a call after hours, that job is fairly well sold because you're talking about somebody that's needing help right now. Uh, they're not – if they're calling at, you know, eight, 7, 8, 9, 10 o'clock at night, they're looking for you to be on your way as soon as you hang up the phone. They're not – they're probably not hanging up with you and calling someone else if they know you're coming. Um, at least that has not been my experience. Okay,
1: uh, so well, i guess Okay, so in that case, I can be. Hey, I'm on the way. I'm in route. Things like
0: that. Okay. That's
2: right. That's right.
0: Typically. Okay. okay. Yes. yes. Typically, you can just you can tell them on the phone. Hey, look, I'm looking at your address right now. Looks like looks like I'm about an hour out. Um, if uh, if anything happens, I'll give you a call. But I expect to see you like in the next hour. Um, okay. And and you know we always I've always told my customers when they call. If it's after hours, I mean, now I say this, it, it might have been a little bit different when I first started, but if I get a call at 8 o'clock at night tonight, um, then I would tell my, I would tell whoever calls, like, you know, because customers will call and ask for a free estimate at all hours of the night. Um, it doesn't happen often, but you do get them, and when they call like that, I say, hey, look, no, we're not coming out for free after 5 o'clock. Um, we yeah. will come out and, and give you a free estimate before that time, uh, but that's just Monday through Friday, 8 to 5. Um, I know guys yeah. that will go out and do free estimates on Saturday and Sunday. I I don't. Um, but uh, but I'm definitely not doing it at 8, 9 o'clock at night. Um, if you're calling me and you want me to come out, we're, we're coming with the intent of work. If we don't do work, then I'm at least charging you for my time to have been out there. I understand. Do you have a set number
1: sense. for that time for you to give an estimate? If you they call and they say, "Oh, we want you to come out. We'll pay for your estimate." Or, or are you doing your hourly rate, or you just came up with a number, or what?
0: Typically, I'll it depends. Typically, I'll I'll say uh, anywhere from three to five hundred dollars. And what I'll always tell them is, you know, if we come out, and most people don't want to pay for that, so they're not they're not going to do it. Um, mm-hmm. But I'll say, you know, it'd be three hundred dollars for us to come out if you sign with us to do the job then that just rolls into the job. Right. Right. So. Okay. And I'm sorry, I don't want to, like, uh, uh, let me, I just want to make sure that nobody else has questions, because I, I know you've been asking a lot. So I want to make sure nobody else on the call has questions.
3: Yeah. Uh, this is Patrick Allen. Yeah. Were you, were you living in that Birmingham market for a long time, or were you fresh into the market and fresh into this business?
0: I mean, that's a good question. I actually, I grew up in Birmingham. Um, I had moved away for several years while I was working for the government. Um, And I'd been back in the Birmingham area for about two years when, uh, when I decided to make this purchase.
3: Okay. The, and what I'm looking to do, I'm, Born and raised here in my territory, and I've been in business for myself for 20 years, and this is just an additional business that that I'm looking to do. And I'm currently in the construction and service industry, but not in the mm-hmm. restoration. Mm-hmm. So I was just trying to see if you already had a network of family and friends, or if you were coming into some a new territory completely.
0: Uh, yeah, no, with- I, I did. I- Yeah, I did have a network of family and friends, but I did not – I'm I'm not a – I'm more of an introverted guy, so it's not like I knew everybody in town or anything like that. Um, Right. You know, I mean, I I knew some people, but nobody that really had many ties into this industry. Um, I would say with you, if you're in the construction industry, um, this could fit really nicely. Um, it really could. I know there are a couple other guys within the network that uh, are doing really, really well, and they had um, construction businesses prior to this.
3: Do you have – is there any regret or anything about going into this with Restoration One?
0: Uh, Well, I I guess with with you being a a business owner, you'll understand – what I'm about to say it depends on the day that you ask me. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, as far as restoration one itself, no, restoration one has been great. Um, but the the headaches of business ownership from time to time can make you question your sanity for sure. Um, uh, but no, I mean, it, this, look, this is a this can be a really really profitable business, uh, and you know, but you've got to dedicate time and effort to it. I mean, you know that from from owning a business if you own another one. Um, This is not something, at least in my experience, I'm not going to say it can't be done because, you know, it's just not in my experience or in my experience in talking to other guys. It's not something that you're necessarily going to, um, you're not just going to sit back and be able to watch it run at the beginning. Um, You're going to have to be knee deep in it, and it's going to take up a lot of your time. Yeah. Maybe right. there's somebody out there that can do it, but that, that has not been my experience so far, especially do dealing with mind? insurance companies.
3: Yeah. And see, I'm ne- I have a good network with all of those. Uh, yeah, you'll needs.
0: be in good shape then. That's
3: what, you know, do you mind sharing what your, your average uh, gross profit is, the percentage?
0: Uh, right now uh, we're running – Somewhere in about that twenty-five percent range, Um, it was not great in the first couple of years. Um, You know, just like most small businesses trying to get up and going, and you have hiccups along the way. Um, But we've kind of got the humming this year, and it's still not anywhere near. I'm I'm aiming for about that thirty-five percent range. It's going to be tough to hit as we grow, but um, right now we're shooting, we're hitting at about
3: twenty-five, and that is. That's complete gross profit. That's after all expenses, correct?
0: Yeah, that's paying myself and everything. That's correct.
3: Right after you paid your salary, you paid everything but income tax, I guess.
0: That's, that's right. All total. That's right, and because and because I've still got debt out there, uh, even my, um, I mean, I'm still not even paying taxes because of, um, uh, just my accountant takes care of me.
3: <laughs> right. Okay. Get creative.
0: That's right.
1: About how many
0: hours a week are you currently working? Myself, now that I'm this far into the business. Um, mm-hmm. I work most days 10 to 12 hours.
1: 10 to 12 hours? Mm
0: hmm. Uh and I mean it, it depends. I mean, you know, there I say that, you know, there are days like on Monday, like my daughter has a softball lesson from one to three basically. And so I'll go spend that time with her. Um but most days um most days I'm getting to the office somewhere around seven to seven fifteen in the morning. Um and I'm leaving typically yeah, maybe a little bit less than 12, but I'm um, leaving somewhere between that 6 and 7 p.m. range. And a lot of nothing. that, honestly, is now I've got a team of nine. Um, so, it's – I get more done before people get here and after they leave. <laughs> so, uh, could I could I leave at 5? I probably could. Um, but it's kind of peaceful to be in the office by myself and be able to accomplish some things without familiar questions.
1: So, that team of nine, how many trucks are you running now? Two. And I'm two part trucks. of the nine. Okay. What do your other team do with it if it's only two trucks?
0: Uh, so I've got an office manager. I've got a business developer. Uh, I've got a project manager who has his own, uh, who has a pickup truck. Um, and then I've got two teams of two that are in the vans. And then I've got a warehouse slash contents manager. That uh, because that's something new that we're breaking into right now. It's content.
1: So you have got about two um, two people per truck are driving the
0: truck. That's
1: that's okay. I'm sorry,
0: I can't tell if you're getting stepped you, on. Or you all. have about,
1: about. Is it like? Do you use about two drivers per truck?
0: Two or people technicians, I should per, say? per band, yes, that's correct. Okay. These, I mean, you could send one guy out to do these jobs, but it's going to be hard. I mean, this is hard work. Okay. You, you kind of need a partner on a lot of this stuff. Hmm. And your project manager,
1: he's just going, and so he's he's probably the he's probably the highest paid individual out of the people outside of you and your business developer.
0: Yes. Okay. That's correct. He, uh, yes. Yeah, so he is. Um, he spends, I would say, anywhere from seventy to seventy-five percent of his time still on job sites. Um, not quite as much heavy lifting, but he still does jump in and and help his guys because all the technicians report to him. Um, Mm -hmm. but he, uh, you know, he's responsible for a lot of things like he's, his primary focus is to grow our revenue per job, um, so that we can maximize our profits on a job to job basis. Um, so he's doing things like going out and inspecting jobs. He will jump in and help them. He'll go monitor jobs. Um, he's responsible for all the documentation that the technicians are putting in the system, um, checking behind them, making sure they're doing things correctly, uh, getting all the information put together to send over to our estimator, uh, double checking the paperwork once it comes back from the estimator, um, and, and ensuring everything, by the time it comes to me to invoice it out, is accurate. Gotcha. And what's, uh, what is – is he on salary or is he hourly? How is he compensated? He's hourly. I could pay him salary, but um, uh, but I chose to pay him hourly kind of as a benefit to him because he puts a lot of hours in. Okay. And what is his
1: if you don't mind me asking, what is his price point for hours that for somebody doing? Uh, that? I
0: pay him I pay him twenty six dollars an hour. And he's Come got a down. he's got a vehicle, he's got an iPad. Um he also will earn a little bit of commission if we get an internet lead and he goes out and, and closes that job, he'll get a commission on that as well. And he's also What is his percentage on that? To, uh, what is what? like for the his internet lead,
1: like if he's his internet lead is he get is he get like five percent ten percent of the
0: like no, he'll get two percent two percent yeah, I mean cause he's, i mean'cause he's making twenty six dollars an hour, so he's yeah, he's already yeah. got a good pay coming in yeah. what was his hourly rate i'm sorry twenty twenty six dollars twenty six okay
3: which do you pretty provide
0: high. Um, it's pretty high for my market? I don't know what it would. Do be you doing. provide any? Do you provide any like care or anything for guys? Or I do, I do. I provide health, dental, and vision um, for employee only. I pay fifty percent of their health, and I pay a hundred percent of their dental and vision. Oh, that's great. <laughs> uh, I did not do that at first, though. That has just started. We've been doing that for a year and a half now, well, a year and eight You now. said fifty percent for vision. No, I pay fifty percent of their health, and okay. and it's Blue Blue Cross Blue Shield. So I pay fifty percent of that, and I pay a hundred percent of their dental and their vision insurance. But it's for employee only. It does not. So if they want to add a spouse or a child to it, they they're responsible for that. And what? How long have you? I also guarantee them forty hours of work. So if we get slow one week and they only work 36 hours, I pay them 40 anyway. Uh,
1: that's great. How long have you been open for? I came on the
0: call me Since April of 2018. I bought it in November of 2017.
1: Okay. Another question I have a concern about. Um, I, I've heard that um, it's typical for some insurance companies to, you know, not pay you within net 30. So I'm trying to look at maybe what's your aging? Do you have a lot in your aging report that's over 30, 60, and 90
0: days? Oh, uh, let me look at my collections report. Um, yeah, so, like so currently I have one, two, three, four, five. Uh, I have five liens on houses right now. Um, One of those is 780 days old. Um, One is 582 days. But, you know, I I already know I'm not going to get paid on those until they either try and refinance or sell their house. Um, But once they do that, then I'll have a pretty healthy payday coming from them. Um, What about from, like, insurance
1: companies? Not paying their time.
0: Oh, most of those were insurance companies. No, I thought this is Okay. No, I mean it is. But so what happens is they, uh, you know, the insurance company will send the money to the insured, and they'll just choose not to pay you. I mean that's what I know. Three of those are, um, uh, but insurance companies as a whole, for the most part, it's pretty good. But I've got looks like. I've got a number out there right now that are anywhere from 30 to thirty to about 80 days right now is where I've got, I don't know, probably 15, 16 jobs out there that we've got to collect on. For um, so well, the most part, is yeah. that? what's that?
1: About so what percentage is that, 16 to 18? Is that like a
0: I 5%? I don't know. Don't have a clue okay I don't, I don't I don't keep up with it that way, so I don't know
1: so monthly now what amount of projects you see you say fifteen to sixteen is that an average that you do about a month now, or what's the average of projects you might do in a
2: month
0: uh right now we do anywhere from twenty five to thirty five <coughs> And
1: that's in year three, okay. right? This is in year three. Yeah. Well,
2: third full year.
0: Third full year. Yeah. Uh-huh. And we don't do any reconstruction. Every all of this is mitigation work, mitigation remediation work. Okay. Do you know? Would like? Do you do you
1: ever? Like, do you have buddies that are in construction to do reconstruction now? Like, since you have boots on the ground and that you might give them a lead or something and make compensation from that?
0: Uh, We've met people. Yeah, I mean, we've got good connections that handle our reconstruction stuff. I I wouldn't say they're buddies. It's people that we've met along the way that (laughs) have uh, done. uh, What I care about is then take care of my customers. Could I ask them for a referral referral fee? Sure, I don't, Um, because the relationship is more important to me. Um, And most of those contacts end up giving us work as well. Okay.
4: Yeah, I've heard stories from other owners that indicated that um, paying uh, fees to them uh, or collecting fees from them, kind of put your name associated, and if they do a bad job, then all of a sudden, you know, you're kind of connected with them. That's a little bit of an arm's length distance. Yeah. I think it could, um,
0: but that's just never been a priority for me. Uh, all that said, I mean, I do, we do collect some referral fees, like we send out asbestos work and duct cleaning and things like that, and they'll usually compensate us uh, a little bit, but... Um, but the construction guys especially, I mean, they're kind of carrying our name with them because we gave them, you know, you know $15,000, $20,000 work. Uh, I've also gotten rid of a couple of contractors because they were struggling to communicate the way that I would expect with the homeowner. Um, and so we just we kind of replaced them. We've got a list of four or five contractors that we tell our homeowners when we do work for them, like, here's – Here's the best in town. Um, We don't get paid by any of these guys, but we back any of these four or five. So, you know, you're free to call them as you wish. Uh, sometimes Sometimes we might get in a situation where we know that one of the guys, you know, one of the contractors is better at something, and we may kind of steer the customer that way. Um, especially if it's like an elderly person and it's somebody that we know takes better care of elderly people or something like that, then we may steer them that way. But for the most part, we just kind of let them know of the four or five that we know because uh, construction is so backlogged right now. If, if, it's a, if it's a company that's worth anything, they've got more than enough work as it is. Um, and so it's, you know, that's why we give them the four
4: or five. So I'm sure I'm not the only one in this. But, um, I never paid attention to restoration companies prior, now I'm, I have noticed. I uh, pay attention to the vans, and um, you know, normally the, the I would imagine the company in any given area is going to be your service in and those type of places. But now I'm starting to see a lot of other, like almost independent type companies, pop crop up. Uh, with, you know, new vans and, and guys out there, trucks in a truck, what have you. Um, and I know you, you mentioned earlier, wisely so, that you can't control your competition. But how how are you finding the competition is? I mean, there's only a finite amount of jobs out there, right? And so you're all scrambling for the same work. Um, you know, Grand Service Masters got a reputation, and they go about things a little bit differently than R1 does. But, you know, are, are you finding that, you know, with all these new – uh, competitors cropping up that you're, you're you're
0: struggling to get the work from them and 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 the, you know keep food on your plate. Not at all. I, and I'll be honest, I I don't even pay attention to them. Um, I, yeah. I just I, I don't really know how to say it. I don't I don't really worry about them. I just worry about us. Um, When I started, I did some research, and I was, I can't remember now. It seems like there was somewhere between twenty and thirty quote unquote competitors here in Birmingham. Um, and I, you know, for me, I was just like, I've got to get out and make a name for myself either way. Um, and the one thing that kind of steered me this direction, um, because I'm also big time into fitness because I I went through, you know, a franchise consultant. So they pitched a lot of things to me. Um, and I, uh, I ultimately decided on this because of the recession proof nature. Uh, the one thing that kept coming to me that I kind of realized, was that every building across America has water pipes running through it. Um, And every one of those pipes have the potential to break um, or anything along those lines. So I was just like, you know what, there's so many households here, so many businesses, and there's only 20 to 30 people doing this? Shoot, I can get out there and make a name for myself. You know, because I'm not looking to make the whole shebang. I'm looking for my little piece of the pie. Um, We're also in a market with, if I'm not mistaken, uh, if it's not the largest, it is right there at the top, uh, ServPro in the nation. Uh, Two years ago, they did $57 million. Um, So, you know, but I knew it's not – I'm going to be doing things a little bit differently than they are, and I'm not looking to be a $57 million company. Um, so, you know, it's, it's honestly nothing I ever really concerned myself with. Um, I truly really believe there's enough work out there for us all. Okay.
2: All right. All right. Good.
0: Have you done any, how
1: how many projects were you, were the, um, uh, national accounts? Have you had any national account projects that you received from restoration One?
0: Yeah, I do some, um, we do, Let's see. Last year was a lot better year for it because we were doing COVID cleanings for them. Mm-hmm. This year, I was doing. I did a couple of COVID cleanings at the beginning of the year, but outside of that, they've all been water jobs. Um, and I would say, let me look at this year. Um, I would say I've probably done. Let me just let me just look at it real quick. I mean I've probably done in the neighborhood of twenty to twenty five uh national account jobs this year. Oh that's just this year. Yeah, that's just this year. Okay. That's pretty good. And what size were those jobs? Uh they vary. Anywhere from five hundred dollars to ten thousand probably. Okay. Because you do get, you get. I mean, the way you get in with those accounts is they're going to give you the little, the little stuff first. You know, you got to go wipe up. You know, where somebody missed the toilet. You know, in the bathroom, and you got to go clean that. And that's going to be like a five hundred dollar job. But we've also done a job where they had somebody uh, hanging new lights um, in a store. You know, after hours, like at midnight and the guy that was hanging the lights hit the uh, sprinkler line and Ooh. hit the sprinkler head and caused all the sprinklers in the store to go off. That was a pretty big job. So you, you got to do the little stuff to get the big stuff. Okay.
1: Oh, you, you mentioned... The software that you guys use, is this an internal software? This is the software for Restoration One, or is this the software that you guys went out to help manage your project?
0: Uh, So when I first started, uh, Restoration One wasn't – they didn't really have anything to refer to. Um, So I went out and found a system on my own. Now, since then, I have – now, since then, Restoration One has has found systems that they back, Um, and we're – we're actually on board with one of those, as we speak. Um, but most for the most part, I went out and figured stuff out on my own. Um, and, I mean, that would be my, my biggest piece of advice to anybody that jumps in is, I mean, the franchise is going to give you a lot of help. It is. Um, but there's going to come a time where they're not going to be able to answer a question just how you think you want it answered, and you've got to have a certain level of being able to go out and figure it out. On your own, it's just it's just part of business ownership. Um, you know, it's, it, if you come into it expecting people to hand you something, it's going to be a hard road. It's going, because it's going to be a hard road, even if they do hand it to you. Um, but you are going to have to go out and figure some things out on your own. It's just it's whether you're doing it with a franchise name or whether you're doing it on your own. It's going to take some figure it out ability. Yeah. <laughs>
1: So oh uh, you, you said you now you're getting ready to get on board. So you're just paying the fee and using their system, right? Uh, I don't know what you mean by
0: paying a fee. Well
1: well I don't like like you get well, Exactimate, right? Like you use that software, but you get it at a discounted rate because it's through Restoration One. So this is one that Restoration One has produced, and now it's internal and you just got access to it? Or is it something that you had to add to another fee? No, every, everything
0: you buy, you buy separate. So I buy okay, Exactimate yeah. through ExactWare is where I get it. Um, I know. The, the system that Restoration One is backing, yeah, you get a, you get a discount, uh, I think Accelerate is the name of it. You get a discount on it, um, but uh, it's not, I mean, it's really not that big of a discount. Um, for sure. And, but you, it's a monthly fee that you pay out of your expenses. You don't pay uh, Restoration 1 for it. Exactly. It's not a fee you pay Restoration 1 for. Everything you get. <laughs> All right. What else I got? I think I know we had several people on the call.
1: Oh, so where about your so as far as your labor, um, per job. Or like, what percentage? Like, are you able? I know when you first started, you were doing more of the work. Where you once you got more of your team together, where are you where are your percentage of uh, per job is is concentrated towards labor? Do you know that number? I know that's one of the questions for this uh, pro farmer, so I was just trying to figure it out.
0: Uh, no, my my percentage, I, I would have to go run that. Um, uh, me personally, I don't. Uh, I have a. I don't really go in job sites anymore. Um, mm-hmm. I've kind of transitioned out of doing that. Uh, it's, uh, you know, there's a lot of guys that do run this business as kind of one man in a truck or they just have a technician or two and, um, you know, that's kind of the life they want to live. Uh, I, it's not what I wanted. I wanted to try and grow this thing pretty big and I knew I couldn't do that while I was on the truck. Um, But having Mm -hmm. said that, I I needed to be out there and know how to do this stuff, and I needed to get us going so I knew what to expect from the people that I brought in. Um, So for the, let's see, for the first maybe year, at least definitely six months to a year, I was on every job, working on every job. And then I slowly started to transition myself off. And now uh, I very rarely end up on a job site. Um, it kind of, I still know everything that's going on on the jobs, but I'm not physically out there doing the labor anymore. Gotcha. Most of our jobs are handled by two technicians. Um, you know, some of them could be handled by one, but it's kind of a tough road to hoe. You start start taking cabinets and stuff out with just one guy. It's always nice to have, have two guys there. Uh, I made the determination early on. I wanted to, two guys always going on a job site. Uh, for myself, it was liability reasons. Um, because there's, I don't know how to say it, than there's strength in numbers. Um, so I, you know, a lot of homes you go into may be a single female. Um, and I think that kind of cuts down on any accusations, um In case you hire an employee that may uh and I have not had this issue, but an employee that that may decide hey that this homeowner has something that's easy for the taking um having a second guy there can kind of dissuade that um uh, you know, so I made the determination early on that I wanted uh at least two guys going on every job site together, okay.
1: Do you have a number for what you spend, like, for your office supply, like, all your office stuff? Like, I know you have a larger team, so do you have, like, a budget for that that you're normally spending on these for just to navigate everything
0: in-house? Let me see. I did not for a long time. Um... Because of, uh, because when we were getting started, like, I mean, I was fulfilling so many roles and I still kind of am, um, but I was fulfilling so many roles at that point in time that, you know, I was just paying bills as they came in. I was just keeping a close watch on everything. Um, we'd make a lot of purchases on the, uh, on a credit card, Mm -hmm. um, I'm trying to look and see what we might typically spend uh, for our supplies. It ranges big time. Right now, I probably spend in the neighborhood of uh, probably about, looks like about five to 8000 a month. Okay. Okay. Um, on supplies, and it can range. I mean, like, like in May, I spent over sixteen thousand on supplies. But that was a really big month for us, and we had to buy uh, a whole bunch of stuff um, from equipment to supplies. Uh, it was just, it was a big month for us. We had flooding in May, so, um, so there were a lot of things that went into that that number and made it jump up so big that month. Okay, so so when you say supplies, you're talking everything
1: that you would need to run the business operational, you're doing five to eight thousand a month on an average and then you have your influxes of larger date months based on um workflow.
0: Yeah, I mean I would say average is probably about six right now. Let me go back and look. Uh, in twenty twenty uh let's see, twenty twenty was a lot less. Uh twenty twenty was uh, more in that um, 3,000 range. Okay. So it's just it's part of growing a business.
1: Okay. What about for you? How, how big is your office, your warehouse, your office warehouse uh, you split?
0: So, so I started the business out of my garage and we worked out okay. of my garage for about a year and a half. And then in uh, late 2019, I signed a lease for a really small office space, about, oh, I think it was about 1,800 square feet for office and warehouse. I mean, it was really small. Um, And that was, we did, we were there in 2020, and then we maxed out of that pretty quickly. Um, And so about 10 months into 2020, I started looking for a new space. Um, and we're in the current space that we're in right now, been here since 20, since January of 2021. And it's, we've got about 7,500 square feet, um, about, about 5,000, maybe a little over 5,000 is warehouse space. Um, and the rest is office space. Um, and it runs me, I mean, we've got a pretty good deal on it. It runs me about $3,200 a month. Um okay. but we've also got into uh packing out houses and storing stuff so um so we're we're almost maxed out of this space because we've started doing that
4: okay
1: what is your profit mean what are you charge on
0: on those packouts
4: What's uh we've
0: average- run it all through, we run it all through exact we run it all through um i I don't remember i mean. You know, some of the jobs are – some of those jobs can be really big. We had a couple of tornadoes that came through here earlier this year, and that's kind of what got us in this because uh, we had some people that their roots got blown off and another big storm was blowing up. So we kind of jumped in and started helping people out by packing them out um, and realized there could be some good profit there. I haven't run all the numbers probably the way I should. Um, But – It's pretty profitable because I've got stuff sitting in my warehouse for three, four, five, six months, and I'm just earning every month for it just sitting there. It's a lot like the equipment that we put on a job for um, a water job, right? Mm -hmm. Nobody's sitting there with that equipment, but that equipment's making money every day just because it's sitting there in someone's house. Um, I I think I charge... I think it's a dollar a square foot for the space that takes up in my warehouse if I remember right. And like I've got a whole house down there right now that's probably taking up anywhere from five to six hundred square feet of our warehouse space. Mm-hmm. And so that'll be, you know, five, six hundred dollars a month. So, and that's
1: billed directly to the
0: insurance. Yeah, yeah. No insurance is paying for that. Or they, they will pay for that that's one of those that's over 30 days old. Gotcha. Okay.
1: So do you have to keep
0: resubmitting on
1: those? like, Or you just wait to the very end until, they, until no, they get
0: it back? No, so typically what I do on those is I invoice them out, and I invoice them out with three months of rental time. Uh, and so most of the time, insurance gets that money to us quick. This one's they're dragging on us a little bit. Um, and then what would happen is, after that, after that three months is up, um, then I would start submitting uh, supplemental um, invoices to them. Yeah. So, you know, if it goes to four and five months, then I would submit another invoice for, you know, two more months or something like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thanks.
1: Question: Is your mold like for your insurance? Um Because you're doing fire mold and all these things, how much are you paying a month for those, like the year premiums or whatever? Like, are you paying like two dollars
0: three thousand or something? What do you mean for my? You mean my insurance premiums that I pay? Yes, sir. Okay, the ones that I pay, not what's getting paid to us. But... Um. Yes. Yeah. Looks like let me look at this year. it grows every year, just the way insurance does. That's good. Um, So right now I pay uh, I pay about six hundred for workers comp, and that's going to go up. I pay a little over, I pay almost 800 for general liability and pollution. And then for my property, which includes equipment, vehicle, and all that, uh, it's about $1,000. So altogether, what's that, about twenty three, twenty four hundred, 2400 something like that? hmm right. uh, But, I mean, that's, you know, yours would not be that starting out.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: You need as you go. If I could be in my garage like you were, I wouldn't need right. that much. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, you're going to have to have workers' comp. You're going to have to have all of it, but it's just not going to, you know, like workers' comp is going to be based on, you know, the number of employees you have pretty much. So mm-hmm. um, it's it's just not going to be that large.
1: Oh, I heard you say something earlier, um, like you're answering the phones. Do you have like a – Done a like a third party answering calls for you, or um, I do not. No, you
0: you don't. No, they. I know a lot of people that do. Uh, I've also heard a lot of terrible experience with those. Um, mm-hmm. uh, starting out, I would not do that, um, just because I think you need the experience. Um, but as you grow, you you can. I made the decision to. Now, now I don't really answer the phone much anymore, but I made the decision to create an on-call schedule um, like my guys that are more advanced or my business developer or my office manager. Um, Mm -hmm. They'll go on-call for like a week, and it just kind of rotates around. And they know after hours uh, okay. and on the weekends it's their turn to it's their turn to answer the phone. During the day, my office manager answers almost everything. Um, but at the same time, her phone rings. The business developer and my project manager's phone is ringing too. It rings simultaneously, just in case you know she's on a call or uh, if she's in the bathroom or something. So they know you know give it a couple of rings to allow my office manager to answer the phone first. And then if it if she doesn't get it in a couple of rings, then one of them needs to pick it up. I got you. So you
1: guys have tablets and stuff, right? Like you guys, your your guys, do they
0: do their sketches on their tablets in the field?
1: Or they? My uh,
0: yeah. So I've got a I've got an iPad per van. That's right. And my business developer has one, and my project manager has one. So we've got we've got four.
1: Is there a time that you give them to go out and get like that? You try to make sure before you send them out in the field, like that they can get an estimate. Or sketch out something, you know, in this amount of time, or it just kind of like you just kind of. You mean after have the job's done? Not after the job's done. Let's say you first going onto the job site and you're assessing everything, you get everything taken care of, and you're building out your exactmate. Like, you do you are you saying, hey, I want you guys to get that portion done within, you know, an hour, and then spend an hour with the breaking everything down or stuff like that. Do you have
0: a protocol for that, or it's just like?
1: You know, just take care of the client first and then go to that
0: later, and you only really have a time frame. Yeah, so things have changed for us a little bit. Um, and we've been fortunate to be able to, to make some changes at that. When we first got started, it was go out and take care of the customer. Um, and we'll, you know, we'll wor- worry about all the billing stuff afterwards because it's an emergency situation. I mean, that's, that's, that is the sucky part of this industry is you're going out and doing the work for no money. Uh, you're basically doing it on good faith that you're going to get this insurance money. Um, mm-hmm. And that, that can be stressful at times. Um, but I knew that going into it. So, uh, so my first priority was to go out and get this customer taken care of. Uh, and then as as quickly as I could get the invoice out so that I could cut down the number of days that I'm getting paid um, to when I'm getting paid. Um, but now my, now that we're a little bit more established, um, I expect my guys to get their scope done on day one. They update okay. notes in our system every day that they set foot on that job site or if they talk to a customer or do anything with that job. Uh, notes are getting updated. Um, within um, Within 48 hours of the close of, uh, actually within 24 hours of the of finishing that job and getting the certificate of completion signed by the customer um, they should have all of their final paperwork together for us to send to our estimator which would allow us to be able to invoice out within about 72 hours of being finished with the job. Okay. So do you send you have an estimator in house or you pay your estimator out? No. No, it's a third party. Uh, Eventually, my project manager and my office manager will work on those, but right now it's a third party. How much do they charge? Uh, I don't remember what. uh, Hers is based off of the number of line items and um, how expensive the, uh, the job is. I, can't, I would have to go back to my agreement with her, but it's generally, let me look through some of these. It is generally somewhere in the neighborhood of, hey, here's one I paid her 125 to do. Um, there's another one I paid her 63 to do. That was a $2,800 job, so I paid her basically $64 for a $2,800 job. One hundred and twenty-five dollars for a fifty-four hundred-dollar job. Uh, One hundred and seven dollars for a forty-six hundred-dollar job. Uh, Two hundred and fifty dollars for an eighteen thousand-dollar job. Um, so you can see it kind of—it's kind of based on the amount. I can't remember what the percentage is. I'd have to go look at it. Okay. Yeah. But okay. I, I've been happy with her. I just eventually I wanted in-house, but that's something that I could I could source out right now. Okay.
1: But you still pay
0: for Xactimate
1: just for in-house purposes for to develop your scope and stuff?
0: I do, yes. I've got Xactimate because there are um, – yeah, I use it to go back and check my estimator as well. I have her send me her ESX file, which is just the Xactimate file. So at times Mm -hmm. I will upload that into Xactimate so I can see exactly what she did and make changes if I need to. Um, The other side to it is we also do some self-pay jobs that I don't send to her. Pretty much what I send to her is all our insurance jobs. Anything that's in the house, uh, we kind of handle here if it's a self-pay job Um, because those don't have to be quite as intense as the insurance jobs are as far as we tell. Okay. Okay.
1: I think you said it before. Office manager, how much do you is their price? How much do you pay them?
0: Uh, I, pay her, right I pay her. I um, and she's fairly new with us. But I pay her twenty-four dollars and fifty cents an hour, and she generally works anywhere from one to ten hours of overtime a week. Eleven to ten hours. One to ten hours, somewhere in that oh, one you know, to zero to ten hour overtime range. And what about your business developer? Uh, so she gets a a salary of what do I pay her? Somewhere in the range of thirty thousand, I think, thirty to thirty five thousand. Um, she gets um, plus eight percent commission on anything that she generates, or four percent commission on anything that is internet generated. And she goes out and closes and handles. And when they go out, when she or my project manager go out and handle a job, it's not just going to get the paperwork signed. They're, they're they are then responsible for the whole job. They're um, gotcha. like they they are communi- They are the one voice of the company to the customer. And so when it comes mm-hmm. down time to um, collect. Um, it's on them to contact that customer and say, hey, it's been 25, 30 days, and we have not received payment yet. Um, that is something that will eventually change as we grow our team. But right now, because they're earning a commission on it, it, it really does behoove them to be in constant communication with that customer. Uh, it does take time away from them going out and marketing, but, um, but it's more important that we get money in. For sure. Um,
1: what about the warehouse? Some content
0: some content management. What does he make? Uh, he makes, I think, about that same amount, about twenty four dollars and fifty cents an hour, somewhere in that range. They make but good that, money. I mean, that's a brand. That's a brand new position that we're trying to figure out right now. Um, we you know it's a side of the house that we really want to grow, um, but it's uh, he was somebody that was already on staff with me. Um, and we kind of slid him over into that role. Um, so there's a lot of exploration and, and figuring it out right now with that with that role. Okay.
1: Um, I think last cost thing I have is for your benefits. Is, what number are you paying for the benefits that you explained to us? Like wh- how much are you paying for that? I
0: mean, that's oh, listed line for some
1: Think.
2: Shoot,
0: I don't. What that is? Let me see if I've got something here. Um, I'm willing to say, and not everybody takes me up on it. No, not ever. I've got a few employees that. How many do I got now? No, I think I've just got one. No, two that did not uh, take me up on the health insurance. Um, think. We'll see. Let's see, so currently I pay $253 a month per employee for health, Mm -mm. and I pay... Uh looks like it's $28 a month for dental and I think this is per month of $10 per month for vision per employee per okay Mhm all right Do you do 401Ks and stuff like that for them, or that's not in the – No, not yet. It's something I would love to do in the future. Um, You know, there's other benefits that I would love to offer, but we just can't right now. It was really kind of – it was a really big deal for us to get insurance. Um, But once you find good people to put on – I mean, because your team is going to make or break you. Um, Mm -hmm. And so once you find good guys, good girls, um, you better figure out how to keep them. Um, and that was one thing I knew I was going to have. I wasn't big enough to be able to do this yet, so it was an expense I was willing to take on to, um, and then just go figure it out, figure out how to make this work, because uh, it was important to the people that worked with me at the time. Gotcha. you. All right.
1: I feel like I've been asking all the questions, and I got them all out, so I'm good. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> That's all right. Yeah, I know we're we're probably about 15 minutes over, but I'll I'll, I'll make time for another one or two if anybody's got any. All right. Um, if not, I guess we can, we can go ahead and end this call. Hey, look, if, if any of you have any questions, feel free to, um, you guys can reach out to me. If you, if you weren't here and didn't catch my name, my name's Chad. Uh, I own the franchise in Birmingham, Alabama. Um, but, uh, I'll give you my, uh, my cell phone number is, uh, two is two Oh five five one six five two four two um and so if you have any questions that uh you need to ask or because i know this is a really big decision I, i totally understand it i i reviewed and researched this entire industry and this franchise for the better part of a year before i made the decision to purchase um because it's just kind of who i am but uh but i understand you know the uh, I know how difficult of a decision it is so if you have any questions that you want to ask that um, either you didn't think about today or, or you just didn't want to ask in front of a group feel free to reach out to me um, and I'll help you in any way I can um, if you call or, or text it might be better if you text me because then we could schedule a time to, to talk um, because chances are I'm, I'm probably not going to be able to get to the call right when you call but if you do I'll call you back uh, I'm pretty good about that Any okay. other questions for you. you in this call? I uh, don't.
1: Thank you so much, Chad.
0: Oh, no problem. I appreciate you guys. Best of luck. All right.
1: Have a good day. Bye. All right.
2: Thank you. Bye. Bye.